I think one of the biggest problems, especially for new songwriters, but really for all of us as songwriters, is how to finish a song. It can be not too difficult to come up with one song section that you really like, right? You come up with a cool riff, you come up with a cool melody to go on top of the riff and a cool chord progression underneath, and then you're like, oh, crap, now what? I have a good verse. How do I write a chorus? None of these other choruses fit. I keep writing, but I can't figure out what to do. Today, we're going to be addressing that problem in this episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I, as always, am your host, Joseph Vidala. And today, we are talking about how to take your piece of a song and turn it into a full song, how to finish a song rather than have a bunch of different pieces of songs and never actually finish full songs. Or maybe worse, you finish songs, but they feel uninspired and bad. And the only section of the song that feels like it's any good is the first part of the song that you wrote. And the rest you can tell was just like, I gotta write something, which is something that we want to avoid. If you also want to learn how to start writing a song, be sure to pick up my free guide. It's at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Link in the description if you're on YouTube. It will teach you 10 different ways to start writing a song, five from a lyrical standpoint and five from a musical standpoint. And today we're going to be talking about how to finish said song when you already have one section of a song. So what's your problem? Right. Let's identify the problem first. The problem is that you have a song section, but you're trying to write a full song. So maybe you have a lyric you really like and a melody that is clearly one song section. Most commonly, it's probably going to be a verse or a chorus. Obviously, right now, it's really neither because it's just a part of a song. Right? It's a jingle at best. But most of the time, the first part of the song that you're going to tend to write is something that would eventually be the chorus or would eventually be a verse. So you're trying to write a full song, right? But you don't know where to go next because it's kind of easy to come up with one piece of information. It's kind of easy to, you know, improvise at the piano or the guitar and come up with, you know, one cool hook or one call and answer melody which, you know, a whole verse or a whole chorus could literally be call, answer, call, answer. So once you have those really two slightly different melodies, boom, you're done. Whole section of a song, basically, melody-wise. And it's not always going to be that simple, but a lot are that simple. So your problem now is that you got to finish the song and make it sound as inspired as the first part of the song that you wrote that was inspired, or, you know, was at least partially inspired, but now you're stuck. So to think through this, we have to zoom out a little bit, which is what really is a song? And don't worry, we're not diving into this, but basically the answer is three parts, right? You have your lyrics, you have your melody, and then you have your chords and or harmony, right? Your, your entire harmony which, you know, often as songwriters, we think of it as chords or chord progressions, but really it's harmony. It's the entirety of the, the harmony vocals, the chords, the strings, all of the arrangement coming together is really what your song is. 
So what you shouldn't do is to try to write all three of those at the same time as you continue your song. So for example, let's say you have a cool little piano riff that's sort of basic chords, but you play it in a stylistic way and you have a nice melody over the top of it. And you also have some lyrics that you really are happy with, with that go along with it. What you shouldn't do is continue sitting at your piano and try to improvise singing lyrics with a melody while also improvising at the piano of where to go next. Don't do that. You have three different roads here. You have your lyrical road, you have your melodic road, and then you have the chords and or, you know, the general harmony arrangement, your piano part, however you want to look at it. Don't try to do all three at the same time, because now you're just going to write all three not very well. You're also going to put too much pressure on, like, improvising three things at once is immensely difficult. For some people, improvising even one, if you haven't practiced, can be difficult, right? You need certain knowledge in order to do it. Like, generally speaking, to improvise, you really need to understand the music theory of keys at the very least, you probably, it's helpful to know keys and chords slash chord progressions very well in order to improvise. Otherwise, improvisation is going to sound probably pretty bad because you don't understand what notes will sound good together. You want to understand what key you're playing in, all kinds of problems. Which if you're curious about that stuff, I have a music theory guide, songwritertheory.com slash music theory guide, I think it is. Um, so don't Try to write all three at the same time. What to do instead is you find the natural follow-up or backstory. Because if you have a chorus, you might want to work backwards. So like, okay, this is the chorus, but what did the music, what did the lyrics say before this? Right? So if you have a chorus, you might be working backwards to the verse, the first verse. But if it's a first verse that you've written, then you're working forwards of like, what chorus does this go into? Do one layer at a time. Again, so you're picking one of these three layers. Not all three. Step one. Specifically, this is step one. Um, well, actually, no. This is step one regardless. Figure out what part of the song you have written. Right? This is the, this is the obvious step one. Sometimes this will be really obvious. A lot of times when I write a single part of a song, to me, it's immediately very obvious what part of the song that is. Part of that for me is that I personally tend to have a pretty significant difference between my choruses and my verses. My verses tend to be pretty subdued, very intimate. I tend to sing in a, a, a lower baritone range. And then my choruses are like up there. They're belting note, high notes. They're emotional. They have lots of leaps and, and very, very, um, very big contrast. So for me, at least, it's very easy to immediately tell what part of a song I've probably written if I have a melody. But for you, and, and even for me sometimes, because sometimes I think it's a certain section and then it turns out that it doesn't end up being that. So sometimes we're wrong and that's okay. You got to go with the flow, but let's try to figure out first, okay, what part of the song do I have? Because in order to figure out where I need to go, I need to know where I am. So it's probably a verse if it's story-driven. If the lyrics are very story-driven, it's probably a verse. If it feels zoomed in, 
it's probably a verse. So zoomed in generally a lot of details, right? It feels very intimate. Think of it sort of like, like a, a, a movie lens, right? There's a big difference between, you know, a heart-to-heart scene where Captain America and and Iron Man are talking and, you know, they're not battling each other yet, but they're disagreeing on how to handle the whole, you know, should we register with the government or not discussion. And it's just two dudes talking it out, not wearing their suits, just, you know, two dudes talking it out. It's more intimate. The camera's there, right? It's, it's, it's on their faces. It's on the discussion. Compared to, you know, say at the end of Infinity War, when the camera appears to be way up in the sky in order to show the wave of superheroes that have all shown up, right? So that's what I mean by zoomed in. Zoomed in is the first one. It tends to be more intimate. So it feels intimate, probably a verse. The pitch range. If the pitch range is relatively low, this is going to be, again, relatively low. So relative to you as a vocalist. If you think to yourself, vocally, it's more likely that that other parts of the song, if I had to choose, will go either up in vocal range or down. If you think, oh, it's only up from here, right? I'm on the lower end of my vocal range. Probably a verse. If the energy level feels like the total energy of this song... Probably this is on the lower end of the energy this song will ever have, right? So it's that pitch range question again, just energy this time. Does it feel like this is like a super energetic thing and it's only downhill from here as far as like how much oomph there should be um, as, as far as the energy, the emotionalness of of the music? If it feels like it's only uphill from there, and when I say uphill, I don't mean like it's disappointing and it's bad, right? Like you, you need contrast. You need different stuff. Usually totally exciting the whole time. Um, doesn't always work. Depends on style and blah, blah, blah. But we can talk about that another time. So it's probably a chorus. If it feels very theme driven or general human experience driven, if you will, or a more generic emotion, Maybe even more philosophical, right? So if it feels overarching, feels zoomed out, if you will, right? Like general human experience, like look upon the world and let me muse about the workings of the world and how humans interrelate, right? Like that's more philosophical and more big picture stuff, probably a chorus. If it feels zoomed out, like I said, if the pitch range is relatively high, right? Especially if you're thinking this on the edge of my vocal range, right? I am belting high notes here. There is no way that I'm going to hit even higher notes. Probably you are in your chorus. Also, energy. Again, opposite of the verse. If it feels like this could be the peak of the song, the peak energy of the song, you've got your chorus. Almost definitely. It could technically be a bridge. Again, most of the time, if if the first section of the song you write is is most of the time going to be a verse or a chorus. If it feels uh, too like a little too much for a verse, but not enough for a chorus, it might be a pre-chorus. And for bridge, if it feels transitional, if it feels like a piece of a song that either lyrically or musically feels like it sort of transitions something, it changes it up, then it, then it, might, it might actually be a bridge. Also, if it feels very uh, minor driven, even though you expect the song to be in a major key, so let's say you have a lot of like six six chord and four chord and maybe you don't hit the one chord really. 
Um, and emotionally it's still kind of high energy is still kind of high, but it's like, it doesn't quite feel like the chorus. Maybe that's your bridge. Um, if it doesn't seem like it's the emotional peak, but it's also very story. Um, well, it's also either not story driven or is pretty story driven. Just like it's story driven in a way that you'd expect from a verse, but it has the energy that you wouldn't expect from a verse. That might be a hint that it is a bridge. And another way to spot it is if it feels like the energy level is too high for a verse, but it also feels like the content of the lyrics is something that by nature you wouldn't repeat. Because oftentimes, right, the bridge is the transitional piece. The bridge is usually the one song section that by nature is never repeated. Often it's something that like changes the game, changes the perspective, gives a whole new perspective, and then is done, right? It doesn't need to be repeated. The chorus is sort of this universal thing that can be repeated three times and it still makes sense. The bridge doesn't have to be and often isn't something that would make sense to be repeated. So if it feels like it's something that wouldn't make sense to be repeated, but the energy level is too high to be a verse, you might have written a bridge. So that's step one, figuring out what you have. Step two, for music, you have to figure out the key first. So if what you're going with, which eventually you're going to have to write this anyway, but if you have your chords and your melody and stuff, you need to figure out what the heck key is this in, right? Because if you have a, let's say a D major chord, a G major chord, and an A major chord, that should be a hint to you that this is probably in the key of D major. With that information... That tells you, as I continue to write the song, I now know the chords I have to use, what job they have in context of this song. Like, for example, you know that your one chord, your home chord, your tonic chord, which is another video that's coming out on the YouTube channel. If um, So be sure to check that out, where I talk about the importance of the tonic. Um, but... Now you know, like, okay, D is my home chord. That's what everything wants to pull back to. That's important knowledge to have because with the chorus, you're probably going to want want to utilize that one chord to really drive home this is the main point of the song. So it's important to know what key you're in. It's also important to know what key you're in to write the melody, right? You're, you're continuing the melody. You don't want the melody to just go off in a different key. It's going to – if it's planned and if you do it right – you can certainly do that, right? You can certainly have a chorus that's in a different key than a verse if you know what you're doing. But the chances are the chances are that if you don't know what you're doing, if you accidentally bump into it, it's not going to go well. And the vast majority of the time, it is going to be in the same key. So it's important to understand, okay, here's the key I'm in so that I can continue writing music in that key for the rest of this song. Step three, chords and harmony. So at this point, you know, okay, I know what section I have written, and I also know what key the song is in. So now, in the case that I'm choosing to write the chords or the harmony, because this is this is really where we made, need to make that choice I mentioned at the beginning, what strand are we following to write? I'm either going to choose the melody, the chords, or the lyrics. I'm not going to try to write all three at once. I'm not even going to choose. I'm not going to try to write two at the same time. We're picking one. If you're choosing either chords or harmony, this is what your step three looks like. If the section you need to write is the chorus. 
So if you've written a verse already and now you need to write a chorus, you probably want to focus on one chords, right? I just mentioned this. One chords give that home feeling, that 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 most powerful chord in the context of your song is always going to be your one chord because the one chord is is home. So generally speaking, choruses tend to rely on one heavily. Often a chorus will start with the one chord. So again, if you've picked up on the fact that based on the chords I have, let's say you have a B minor chord, an A major chord, and a G major chord, based on those chords you have in the verse, you can probably surmise, oh, I think the key is actually D major. So it would make a lot of sense that even though your verses only use the six, five, and four chord, if none of these, if, if me saying these sounds like a different language to you, Check out my free guide on the music theory. It will teach you all of this stuff. It teaches the four pillars that everybody needs to know, which is keys, intervals, chords, and chord progressions, which is all this stuff I'm talking about, like five chord and stuff like that. don't have time to over-explain it now, but um, and I also don't think it's important for you to understand what you need to from this episode. But for those who do know, so you, you have that six, five, and four chord of B minor, a major and G major, you've figured out now, okay, I think the, the, the key of this song appears to be D major. So now you know, okay, my D major chord is that main tonic chord I have, that powerful chord that I can go back to. I might want to open the chorus with that one chord and then improvise from there to sort of figure out maybe where else it should go musically. Sometimes, though, you don't want to start your chorus with a one because sometimes choruses have sort of two different parts to them and the main part of the chorus is the very end. So you sort of have A, B, A, B, and then like C, D for that last section where it really changes it up. I'm personally a pretty big fan of choruses that do that um, rather than just like A, B, A, B, which feels kind of like the verses because uh, verses tend to be that way. But uh, generally, you do want to change up the chord choices. So <clears throat> when you're writing a chorus, if your verse only had like two chords, maybe your chorus should have more like four chords. Maybe use five different chords. The other way around is true as well, right? If you, if if the section of the song you wrote before had like use six different chords, right? You use your one, your two, your three, your four, your five, and your six then maybe for the chorus, make it simple. Make it two chords. Whatever section you wrote before, whether you're writing verse or chorus, this applies. Where like you just want it to be different most of the time. Some songs work fine where the chord progression is the same throughout the whole song or the same for verse and chorus. But generally speaking, you probably want to change it up. You also usually want to change up the stylistics. So for example... If the verses feel very methodical and legato, you might want to up the energy in the chorus. That might be a time for you to change up how long the notes are going to be held, how the chords are played. So, for example, you might have something where the verses tend to have, like, you just strum a chord and let it ring. The chorus might be the time to bring in the more catchy rhythm, the more interesting rhythm. Or the other way around, right? Maybe you want to simplify the rhythm when it comes to the course. Change these things up. If you already wrote your course and you're writing a verse, a lot of these things apply both ways. Um, as far as, you know, whatever you did with the verse, 
or whatever you did with the chorus, you want to do something different with whatever section you didn't write. This is going to generally be true in either direction. So those apply both ways. But specifically, if you have your chorus already and you have a lot of one chords in your verse, I would encourage you to consider like, OK, challenge yourself to write this without using the one chord. Because it can really make the chorus absolutely explode when like you haven't even given the listener that home base one chord until the chorus comes. And then it's like, oh, here it is. Here we go. And something to keep in mind too, back to the chorus for a second, is the identity of your song musically is almost definitely going to be overwhelmingly decided by your chorus. So for example, when you say something like, oh, that's a catchy song, or oh, that's an epic emotional song. Usually what that means is that's a catchy chorus and that's a really emotional chorus, right? So when people say that, that we'll take the emotional example. If they say, oh yeah, that's such an emotional, raw feeling song. A lot of times the verses are actually very subdued and sort of setting some backstory and whatever. And it's that chorus that's just super emotional with this big leaps in the melody and all that kind of stuff. And in a similar way, if you have a really catchy chorus, even if your verses kind of are, are more legato and a little more beautiful sounding and not so catchy, people will still identify that song as a catchy song. Because again, the chorus has disproportionate say over how a song's identified, which is something to keep in mind when you're choosing how you write your verse and your chorus. The identity is mostly in the chorus. Melodically, if you have written your verse and you're writing a chorus now, move up in pitch range. It should be noted too. There's a, there's a bunch of different ways to continue writing. But generally speaking, my overall recommendation for continue writing is basically play what you have. So let's say you're continuing uh, the piano part. You decided, okay, uh, this is a song where I'm sitting at the piano, I'm singing, you know, I have my lyrics. I'm going to decide to pick the strand of the chords, in this case, the piano part. My recommendation, play it over and over again and then try to improvise from the end of whatever you've written, right? So play your verse and then just, as, as you're coming to the end of the verse, think about, okay, where can I go next? And improvise until you find something you like and then just sort of iterate on it and, you know, maybe the first chord you hit you like and you're like, oh, that's interesting. The second chord sounds good and then the third one sounds off. So then go back. Go back to that and then do the first chord, the second chord, and now you know the third chord that didn't work. Try a new one is overall how I recommend doing this. There's a bunch of different ways. We don't have time to get into all that today. Otherwise, this podcast would be an hour. Um, we'll talk about that some other time. But generally speaking, my guidance is the better you can learn to sort of improvise for writing, the better off you'll be. It's faster. Uh, I think it has often better results as well. I think the best combo is to sort of improvise to start and then edit and iterate it on it from there, maybe even write out the music from there. But for the sake of time, we'll leave it at that. So for the melody, we talked about how to do chords. Now melody. If you started with your verse and now you're writing your chorus, the first thing you should be thinking is, okay, the melody should probably go up in pitch range. Really easy way to do this is pick whatever the last note you have in the verse that you've written and go up at least a third and start the chorus there. What I would really recommend is looking looking at the pitch range you have in total 
in your verse. Let's say that you're in the key of C major, keep it easy, and your pitch range goes from about C4 to G4, sort of sitting in that uh, you know, very baritone type range. Your G4 is your highest note, so, or is it G3? Regardless, I think it's G4. <laughs> the one right above, or but the one below middle C. So, in that case, I would argue, okay, for the course, start above that. Or start there and only go higher. Because generally speaking, the one thing that you want 99% of the time is for your melody in your chorus to be higher in pitch than the melody in your verse. So, that's a great way to start is literally just like go a third higher, go to the C above that G, whatever it is, go up the octave, doesn't matter. Just make sure it's higher. You don't have to stick with that, but it's a good place to start. Another thing you'll probably have, especially if you're improvising, so you're improvising the melody, maybe you're doing it vocally, maybe you're doing it on a keyboard or a guitar. Usually, you might have more melodic leaps in your course. It's not necessarily going to be true. Uh, but a lot of times, verses tend to be more conversational. They tend to be have a lot of steps. They tend to have fewer large leaps, a little less grandiose. They tend to be more conversational. And conversational, right, as I'm talking to you, uh, hopefully I'm not monotone, right? Hopefully I'm not talking like this all at the same. But, you know, most of what I'm saying is all probably within like a third or a fourth of each other. I'm not really going up and down in pitch that much because we're having a conversation. It's very different than me all of a sudden going up like, like that's unnatural, right? That gets your attention. But that's what can create interest and intrigue in a chorus. So start thinking about having bigger leaps than you probably had in your verse. If you look at your verse notes, you might think, oh, the whole verse happens within like a third of each other. It's a very small pitch range. Maybe expand that for the chorus. And again, you know. Maybe if you have a huge pitch range in your verse, you might actually want to change it up and in the chorus have a smaller one. In general, a lot of these things certainly apply, right? All, every rule is meant to be broken. I wouldn't even call these rules. These are just like general guidelines of places to start. So another thing is usually, which we're going to talk about lyrics last here, but usually your verses tend to be wordier than your choruses. Because of that, choruses tend to have longer held notes. Also, longer held notes tend to be more grandiose and epic. So there's something about having, you know, say average uh, quarter notes in length in a lower pitch range in your verses, and then half notes being the average note length in your chorus that's higher, that sounds much more epic and grandiose. So that grandioseness combined with the fact that usually lyrically, which we're going to talk a little bit more about this in a bit, like I said, but usually lyrically, it's a little more simple and a little few, fewer words, less wordy in your choruses because the combination usually results in notes being held out longer in your chorus than they are in your verse. So something else to note is maybe stay on notes a little bit longer as you're writing your chorus. Let's say you have your chorus already, though. It's basically the reverse, right? Move the pitch down. Maybe you are farther up. Hopefully you're closer to the top of your range than the bottom. Depending on styles, though, you know, you might be in the same pitch range. If you're doing all kind of acoustic music where you're kind of James Tailoring it and sort of staying in that, that baritone range for pretty much everything or 
that's that's unfair. He he doesn't really do that for everything, but a lot of his songs, right, are pretty conversational throughout. Even most of his songs do go up a little bit in the chorus. Um, and by, by the way, that is by no means a slam on James Taylor. I've praised James Taylor many times before on this podcast. So don't at me and be like, what do you have against James Taylor? The answer is nothing. I have nothing against James Taylor. Um, or if you're young enough or even my age, you might ask, who the heck is James Taylor? In which case... Look them up. Also, even if you like James Taylor, you might not know the song You Can Close Your Eyes, but that song's phenomenal. Go look it up. It's good stuff. But very short, too. It's like two and a half minutes of gold. Pure gold. But um, in the verse, move the pitch down. Wherever your your chorus melody was, move it down. Start improvising from there. Start trying to figure out the melody from there. You know you want it to be lower, probably. And again... I just said the courses probably has more leaps. Your verse probably has more steps. So instead of making big leaps in your verses constantly, you can have some big leaps in your verses. You still can do entirely leaps in your in your verses, if possibly. Uh, that usually sounds disjointed. You usually want step, 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 and then leap type type thing. Even in your choruses, when you have a lot of leaps, it's usually not leap. Leap, leap, leap. It usually has a lot of steps mixed in there. Which, by the way, if, if you don't know what that... Steps are basically the next note, up or down. And then leaps are go, moving more than just to the next note. Um, so in the verse, you probably want more steps than you had in the chorus. Fewer leaps. And probably your melody is going to be faster moving. Because there's more words that you're probably going to need to fit in. So last is lyrics for this step three. For the chorus, if you've written your verse, now you're writing your chorus, you want to be looking at the central themes and ideas that your verses are getting at. So whatever you have written in your verses, think to yourself, okay, what do I think the heart of this song is? I hear that I'm complaining about somebody who broke my heart, but what is what is the main thing I'm trying to say, right? Is the main thing I'm trying to say, like, son... Don't date because they'll just break your heart in high school, right? Like, is, is that the message of the song? Or is the message of the song that, you know, yeah, love hurts, but it's worth it in the end, right? Uh, something corny, whatever. Figuring out from the verse, okay, what do I think the conclusion is? What do I think the, the main idea that I'm trying to flesh out is? And it might be something where you are... Um, you know, you have a message per se. I, I'm resistant to that word because it sounds like you're getting preachy about something. Um, and I don't think that, I think art should usually ask more questions and not treat listeners or watchers like they're stupid and not force feed them your opinions. Um, you should kind of give them clay to work with themselves, give them ideas to work off of. But anyway, soapbox over. So, you know, if, if uh, let, let's say your verses are an angry man lashing out, you know, um, what was the underlying theme, right? Maybe, maybe he should have made time for what matters when he had the time, or this is how he treated others his whole life, and that's why he's alone now and so miserable now, because he's always been that way and he pushed everybody away. Or maybe he's this way because he was handed such a raw deal, had a lot of tragedies in his life that he couldn't help, right? Maybe his wife and kids were all killed in a tragic car accident and, you know, maybe he got married again and she died of breast cancer or something, right? right? Like, which is not to make an excuse for the person. You still need to make the good, right choices for yourself. No excuses. But, you know, for the sake of the song, you know, sort of a, a place of sympathy, right? Like, 
like, yeah, this man's being rotten to me, but, but you know, he had it rough. Um, or this is the only way he knows how to handle things because of, you know, his life growing up or something, right? So there's so many different ways to take things that you had in the verse, but figuring out where that, where you're trying to go with this is, is really the most important underlying question because you're going to be writing around those themes. And usually the, the lyrics of the chorus are going to sound more universal and relatable to all people zoomed out, as we said before, and less wordy. So keep that in mind when writing the lyrics. If you have the chorus already and you need to write the verse lyrics, figure out the context or the story that points to the themes and the ideas you're talking about in the chorus. So maybe the chorus is about how you finally found peace and joy with your current partner. And the verses could be different parts of what you appreciate about your partner, right? Like different little or different stories that, that, that show the things you appreciate about your partner, right? Like how good of a parent they are, how, you know, that one time that they helped you through something rough, the fact that they were very forgiving of you when you were uh, crappy to them for whatever reason or something like that. Um, but, you know, also your verses that lead into the chorus where you say how much you appreciate your current person might be how much your previous uh, part, you know, love interests or whatever were terrible, right? Like, I appreciate you so much because they're the worst. Or I appreciate you so much and here's a story of all the other people who didn't appreciate me back. I appreciate you because you ch continue to choose to love me when other people chose to stop choosing to love me or something. So the verses can go in a bunch of different directions, just like the chorus, you know, the, the theme, you have some choices here. But really take the time to think, okay, as I develop from, I have this chorus, this main idea, how is the best way to flesh it out? Now, when you're thinking about the verses to flesh it out as well, make sure that you are giving room that whatever idea you utilize for, say, the first verse, which is probably the verse that you'll write first, although not necessarily, think about, okay, can I get two verses of material out of the direction that I go? Can I get three verses of material? Because you might have three verses in your song. Because for the chorus, generally speaking, you have to write one set of lyrics, right? And the chorus repeats the exact same lyrics most of the time. The verses, though, you know that whatever direction you're going, right? So, for example, if the first verse is picking, picking one X to contrast with the current person you're with, uh, then you would probably expect the second verse to be another one. If you feel like you don't have another one, maybe you need to adjust and be like, oh, maybe, maybe that shouldn't be the direction I go with my verses. Keep in mind you can be more wordy and intimate in the verses usually than the chorus. The chorus is usually a time that we all come together and sing together and talk about this universal human experience. The verses, though, are where you get to be a little more, little more personal, zoom into your own life. And now we're at step four, final step, quick. Basically, um, now you've figured out the different ways that you can go based on what you have written. And now you may need to make the choices of, let's say you chose, for example, that 
from your verse, you started with a verse, and then for your chorus, you're going to write the melody first. And then you're going to worry about the chords and the lyrics later. So now you have the melody, right? You improvised, you did you did all the, the steps that I, I was just saying, right? So you have your step one was uh, figuring out what part of the song you already have. Your step two is for music, you have to figure out the key first. You don't necessarily have to do that for lyrics, but you have to do it eventually anyway. So you might as well always keep that as step two. And then for step three, you're sort of, you know, figuring out that first part that you're going to follow up on. So, so you're, fi you're figuring out, am I either a going to write the next melodic part, the next chords and, or, you know, instrumental or the next lyrics first. So now you have only one of those three pieces, right? So you have your full, all three pieces for say your verse, and then you have the melody of the chorus. What do you write next? Right? Because the song's not done. Even the chorus isn't done. You just have the melody. My recommendation is this. We'll keep it short. Um, I have other episodes where I kind of talk more about deeper into the recommendations on this. But the short the short recommendation is if lyrics is the first thing you choose to write, next go melody because the melody is derived directly from the lyrics. Right? They have to match the syllables of the lyrics and, and the strong syllables usually match the strong you know part of the melody. Um, if you accentuate the word of instead of love in the melody, that will sound weird, for example, and then do the chords and the harmony last. If you started with the melody, I would recommend doing the chords and or harmony next after that melody and then figuring out the lyrics. And the reason for that is basically that when you have the melody, you can sort of derive the chords from that. And, 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 and as you're figuring out which chords to use with your melody, that really helps to finish out what the emotion of the melody really is. Because a, a melody has an emotion in and of itself. But I always talk about how context is everything in music, right? So like an A note being sung on top of a C major chord is going to sound very, very different than an A note sung on top of an A minor chord. One of those chords has the note in it. It feels right. It's yes, a minor chord underneath it. The other one, there is no A in a C major chord. So there's going to be this tension that it has that an A minor chord with an A note being sung won't have. That will add to the emotional information you have in every single note of your melody and therefore will better inform your lyrics. So that's the reason for that. And lastly, if you start with chords and or harmony, so, you know, piano part, whatever, whatever it is that you're writing, guitar part, whatever, chord progression, basically, then write the melody next, because you can improvise the melody while listening to the chord progression, while listening to the piano part, whatever it is that you've written, you can improvise the melody from there. And again, you have that advantage of, you know, the emotional context of the music gets to inform what you do lyrically. Hopefully this was helpful to you. If it was, be sure to drop a like on the video if you're on YouTube. If you are a longtime podcast listener and you haven't already, be sure to go to iTunes and leave a hopefully kind review. If you feel like you can't leave five stars, then uh, just let me, then don't leave a review. <laughs> don't tank the rankings uh, because hopefully I want more people to give me a chance so that I can continue to improve to give better content to you. If the rankings tank the podcast, then I'm never going to get that chance uh, to improve and then help more people. Uh, so I do want to improve, though, and I want to know how to improve. The best way for you to tell me how to improve, though, is to send me an email 
to joseph at songwritertheory.com. It's J-O-S-E-P-H at songwritertheory.com. If you ever get any of my free guides, which are very, very useful, you'll be on my mailing list. You'll get an email from me anyway. Then you can just respond to that. Um, Because I would like to know how to improve, how to help you more. Um, But you leaving a review that tanks the rankings and tanks my rating is not the best way to help me help you the best way is to email me. So if you don't mind, do it that way. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all of you who have been here for a while. Thank you for those who may have, this might be the first one you've ever listened to. Hopefully it was worth it. Hopefully you're inspired to go songwrite, even if you never listen to another podcast from me again. If this made it so that you go off and learn something and you're you're motivated to songwrite, then this has done its job. And I am at total peace with that. Thank you so much for watching. If you're on YouTube, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening via podcast or if you're at work and you have the YouTube video up, but you have it hidden behind uh, some other browsers or your email client and uh, you technically are have the YouTube video going, but uh, you're not actually watching it. You as well. Uh, I feel that. I do that as well, so I feel that. Uh, thank you so much for listening and or watching, and I will talk to you, as always, next time. <laughs>